You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. <laughs> like in the process, like no more like no like reading any Instagram, like head asleep ten o'clock <laughs> trying to. So I'm good. Yeah, how are you doing with uh how's the social media usage these days? Um it really just depends on like how my day's going. Um I found that maybe it's because because I haven't been at work. Excuse me, Bell's trying to say dinner. <clears throat> Maybe it's because I haven't been at work. I've been on, I've been using my phone a little bit more. I'm not, believe it or not, I'm not on social media that that much. Um, I want to say, I'm about now. I'm about to look at my stats, but I think now since I've started work again, um, my time, my screen time is going to go down significantly. So I don't know. I feel like I'm doing pretty decent, but you know, it's always like, for me, it's uh, like. I've, I've been more so like looking at stuff like articles or I look at uh, like I'll just be like thinking something randomly and I'm like, I need to look this up on a website kind of stuff. So what about you? Yeah, I guess mine's kind of similar in this. I don't know. I've just noticed like, I mean, we've all gone through, I think those like cyclical things of like you like, you know, are interested in social media and it's like good or you know whatever it's like cool and you're like just chilling and then you just wake up like three hours later and you're like what the hell have i done you know uh but then it's like you slowly get like you're like oh i should just delete the app now let me just keep i I can do it i'm you know i'm strong enough for this or something and then you just keep going and I'm, i'm getting better about like you know, recognizing that I'm just like uh, doom scrolling, I guess is what it is. Is that what it is? Where you're wasting your time, or is that something else? I don't know. I think doom, so. I think doom scrolling is when you're like looking at something, like whether it's heartbreaking or angering or anger word, right? Anger, the stuff that makes you angry. Like, let's say you really don't like like some celebrity, and you know, like they're having, or like you don't like some kind of policy and you just like looking at all the bad things and it's just making it worse and worse and worse. And you just like, you kind of get in that slump where everything in the world is terrible and you just keep going and going and going, consuming it. Yeah. I guess spiraling kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I messed that up. So I'm doing more so like the hunt for the dopamine type of thing. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, that's- crazy just not not crazy on you it's crazy for everybody I just like to think about it oh and by the way my scream time this week is down 43 percent. so am, damn am I, i'm killing it what can i say uh or sorry 36 percent. but my so this week my daily average has been three hours and 23 minutes which there you go nuke them by the way uh there's too many squadrons <laughs> I know, yeah. You you probably have a loyalty to all of them now, huh? I wouldn't say a loyalty, but like, there's too many things. You know, you go one, and you gotta like, you know, ball, and then you gotta go shoot him, then you gotta go. <laughs> then I I still like I'm always gonna, like anytime 23 comes up, always I'm always gonna say nuke him. But you know, then it's you know I forgot, I don't remember the last one. I was I what was what were they? They're like you know it's like pay the devil or something like that. And then now it's uh what what are we i'm terrible now it's 
strike now and then i'm gonna go back to toledo and we're gonna be sting to kill so it's like god dang i got like 18 different ones i gotta say <laughs> yeah how many out of 100 or i guess i can go above 100 right so it's like how many numbers do you have that you have to do something for now so let's see i guess I have to do something like i mean that's kind of subjective but like numbers that like people try to get you i'd say let's see uh Let's see, it was 23rd, obviously. We didn't do anything at the 19th, but I think somebody tried to make something that didn't happen. But, and then where was I at? Then the 8th. Actually, no, there, there's one. I forgot the uh, kind of like the – do you remember like in NAV school how they had like StuCon? Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Basically like their OSS, I guess, essentially. Kind of, yeah. Um, they had one. It was StuCan Strong, which I don't <laughs> That's so fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, you guys are trying to make this a thing? So anyways, there's that one. That had ball- I think it was like um, balling or ballers or something like that, or to the baller. That's what it was, to the ballers. And then then shoot them. And then it was like pay the devil's due or something like that. I can't remember. Now it's strike. So, uh, And then I got back in Toledo with Sting to Kill. So... Which, that five or six or something like that? Yeah, I think five, six. Uh, six. So, anyways, there's a good amount there. But that was a quick sidebar. <laughs> anyways, so uh, you said you're you're staying off social media, but you just keep hunting for that. Yeah. Dopamine. Well, so uh, oh yeah, you were talking about your screen time. So I mine's like two. It's about three hours, I guess. But um. I was actually hanging with Walken recently, and he. Uh, oh yeah. His is like an hour, so I was like, yeah, dang. Dang. Honestly, that's that, that checks though. Like, I mean, he's he's pretty good about staying off that shit. Yeah, and I guess he's got uh, some kids running around too. I guess that doesn't. Yeah. Uh, he could still do it, of course. But anyway, but yeah. So uh, let's see what else I guess say. Yeah, I think I just. I mean, we always talk about this. I think, but um, it's a constant battle, you know. But it's just like. I just find there's little to be gained, but the other, actually, I don't know if you get this feeling sometimes. Do you ever feel like your head is full? Like you're basically mentally mm-hmm. exhausted, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe not like, you know, decision fatigue and all that type of stuff, but like, I don't know, maybe you just like, you just been thinking too much and you just want to, you know, like basically do nothing as opposed yeah. to being physically tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think it like for like I the, when that happens to me, it's I can tell like it's just hard to f- not focus, but it's um, it's hard to do kind of any mental task. And it's like then it, it starts to bleed over into like my physical being where I'm just like, dude, I can't even like I can't do anything but sit down right now. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I, I always feel like my head's full, basically, you mm. know, like it's almost like it's like it, it's not letting any more penguins on the iceberg you know <laughs> yeah i know what you mean do, uh, do you think that so when that happens to me it does help maybe not necessarily to scroll social media but like just sit down and watch tv or do something kind of mindless um, yeah that's the i don't know what my deal is but it's like i never know what chills me out because i think i mean i think most of the time the answer is probably video games or you know depending on if i have something but like trying to watch tv sometimes i'm like ah, i don't run the move for that i'm not moving mm-hmm. for that and it's like i can't pick anything and then it's like 40 minutes go by and then i'm like <laughs> uh, i guess because it's time for bed or something like that you know but yeah i don't know 
uh, it's just a weird thing. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I think that is true. It's like I, sometimes I just want to sit and scrolling does help. Is kind of what I was getting at. But uh, yeah, and uh, well, I don't know some constructive stuff to do. I guess is like maybe well no so because like if i do youtube or like audiobook or some or even reading you know that's like again it's like my head's full so i don't want to do that mm, yeah i i definitely get that way with like because my kind of go-to is youtube so like if i get home and i'm trying to chill out i usually just because like, there's a couple of like channels i watch but um not to take us back to social media but i noticed i figured this trick out for me uh maybe five six years ago but uh like i historically like the minute i get my blood pressure taken my blood pressure like just goes up a little like just just enough um but like i used to have pretty like bad trouble with that like when i first got in the military i think just because of the years of not being eating as healthy and stuff as i could but anyways what i noticed keeps my blood pressure like perfect is as soon as they throw the cuff on me i have to like get on my phone and start scrolling so even if i don't like i don't have a desire just the looking at, you know, like the scrolling movement, it, it, for whatever reason, it makes my blood pressure like perfect, like 120 over 80 every single time, which is pretty, like, I think maybe that has to do with the dopamine thing you're talking about. Like, even though I'm not looking at like, cause you know, you'll be in some buildings where you don't have good signal and like, I'm looking at stuff that I had already saw, you know, like last night because it just didn't refresh. And it's still like, it's still, it's just, crazy i can't like these things are like this is it's almost it should be illegal <laughs> yeah that's uh i wonder if yours is like your happy place basically maybe well i mean that's the dopamine thing you know <laughs> like like dopamine makes you happy right so that's what i'm saying like yeah it's yeah, like calming so. me down and like i don't necessarily and what's crazy is I'm like a fiend, dude. I don't want to be. I don't want to be on social media. Just like a drug addict doesn't want to be on drugs, but you know, they just got. They can't stop. He's like, it keeps like Pookie from New Jack City. It's calling me, man. It's calling me. <clears throat> uh, shit, what was I gonna say? Damn, I think I lost it. But uh. Oh, yeah, so you're basically, like, hacking the blood pressure test, huh? <laughs> basically, it's as good as I can do. What fucks me up sometimes is they'll start talking to me, or, like, I, if, I, if I talk, if I'm having a conversation, it's usually pretty good. But, like, they'll be doing something, and, like, where I can't just get my phone out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, fuck. And they're like, oh, let me, let me try to readjust your, like, you know. Oh, that's another thing. I don't know if you knew about this. But on some of the machines, I when I was just sitting there waiting for the dock, it has a little card and it tells you what can like it, at least at this hospital it had like 10 different things that you can do to like modify your blood pressure so it's like if your arm is below your heart expect your blood to increase 8 to 10 um you know whatever pressure units if it's if your arms above your heart expect to decrease if you're talking expect it to increase like a certain amount of you know whatever and it had like all these numbers so like they can kind of modify i guess and like oh this is what their heart like oh is there is everything ideal in their heart rate or their uh their blood pressure is something crazy high then you know like oh this person actually is kind of they must have done something or like you know if you if the person exercises in the last two hours 
then their blood pressure you can expect to go up 10 to 15 um whatever on the systolic or diastolic whatever it is but so if you can if you can find that little card it can help you out if you have high blood pressure yeah that's interesting um because i feel like sometimes i you know take it one day and it's i don't know sometimes i get like 127 or something which Mm -hmm. i'll go into a little bit later but uh and then then i'll take it like two days later and it's 110 and sometimes i think it I don't know how much stress like really fluctuates it that much, you know, how sensitive it is to that or something, mm-hmm. or maybe like you're a little anxious or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. But I was going to, that's, that's the thing I was thinking of before was that I, when I'm like going through social media and, uh, <laughs> and I see like something like, you know how when you start, it shows the first thing from last time or maybe the last thing from last time you know mm-hmm. and if i get back to that then i'm like Fuck, <laughs> i lost you know what i mean so it's almost yeah. like it's almost like a game with myself to uh not get to that point and stop before it but sometimes <laughs> i fail you know well it's one because you don't know when it's gonna happen you're just like scrolling like and then all of a sudden it just shows up you're like, oh, no, yeah i got got um <clears throat> Oh yeah, that's the uh, the other funny moment is like when, yeah, sometimes when I'm waiting for the doctor, I'm like, ah, I could probably just sit here and not have my phone out, and then I get my phone out, and then the doctor shows up and sees me with my phone out, and I'm like, damn it, you know, or like <laughs> like I'm like quickly trying to put it away or something like that. Yeah, you know? you're like he probably thinks or whoever it is probably thinks I'm just on the phone all the time. But you know, it's funny, like it's it really is crazy just to see the amount of people, especially being around so many relatively young people and even the older people just like walking around like they're like if you look around people are just like walking around with their heads on their phone which is what like i'm guilty of it too but man it's crazy how much this like this device has changed us for the good and bad i suppose but i don't know yeah i'm not very good with it especially recently but yeah i think it you know obviously if you're like walking across a street or something you shouldn't have your head down or anything like that but i try to like do it where only if i'm like sitting down or something like that not not in transit i uh use it you know but obviously it's tough uh especially if you don't want to forget something or something like that oh yeah i usually what i'll try to do is because you know sometimes and usually if i'm typing when i'm walking it's because there's something fairly important or like something i'm trying to remember so i'll just stop get off to the side type it out real quick and then put it back in my pocket or whatever keep on going but I, i don't know you know how it is sometimes and I think now you're because it used to be back in the day where you weren't supposed to be like walking or talking on the phone while you're in uniform or something like that. And now I think they, they pretty much changed that because so many people are busy doing work. But I try to stick to that. Um, so I'll go on to something real quick. So, oh, yeah, everything's good with me. But I don't know if I talked to you about some of my heart issues or no, you didn't possibly, I guess. Um I don't know. I was having some sharp pains. Uh, it's probably a few months ago now, but basically, you know, like went to urgent care, or you know, like just casually because, uh, you know, uh, as opposed to going to the base that's a little further away from me. Mm-hmm. But they like were like seeing a little bit of stuff on the EKG. So then I'm going to a cardiologist like a little bit later, and then uh, they, I think, um, I don't know, they're still doing tests, but they end up didn't find anything. 
but it was just like these like sharp pains like across my chest region you know sometimes mm. it would be on the left side of my chest so it would be my heart area so that's like where it's kind of awkward but sometimes it'd be on the right so um i think they found it was like sometimes my nerves or something like uh i don't know it doesn't really make sense but like brush together or like maybe just like kind of shoot off you know <laughs> like so. short circuit <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just so, to get the circus to jump across your heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I guess it was like inadvertently doing that or something like that. But huh. yeah, I've just been doing some tests. I had like a heart rate monitor, which was kind of crazy. They like strap this little thing to you, and just if you like feel something, you press a button so it records it, and then they can look at what your heart was doing then. So that okay. there they found nothing, but then there's like some other tests too, where they do like this treadmill test where you have to like run for five minutes and get like. So to a certain like heart rate, which is kind of funny because I was at like a hundred, you know, basically just like almost walking, maybe a little briskly, but she was like, Yeah, so we're at fifty percent of the target rate. I'm like, what the fuck? What are we doing here? You know, like, yeah. I ended up getting to like 180. I think that was their target or something, but I didn't realize like I got that high when I would run. I mean, I was just like jogging lightly or something. Yeah. Like that. that was kind of weird. Or I, mean, I guess it wasn't an incline, but still. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they just did that with some of the leads, and then uh, I guess they're gonna do like a sonogram of the heart too. Hmm. Man, well, hopefully everything turns out all right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it should all be good. But I've been, I've had, uh, I don't know if I've ever said I've had high cholesterol, which is obviously weird for a thirty-two year old to have, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was, yeah, is. So I'm trying to get better with that, with diet and stuff, because I'd rather avoid the uh, medications if possible. But I guess we'll yeah. see. Well, dude, that's probably part like you're talking about, just like getting heart pain and stuff like that. Man, it's I think it's just getting old. Like you don't think about it, but I mean, in, in reality, like we're not that old, but we're still older than like. Do you remember what it was like being in college, thinking about somebody who's 30? I know. You're like 30 years old holy fuck you're about to be on your deathbed like you know you should be having you know like 12 kids or something at this point <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah I, I think i said one of my pretty good friends from college he uh he was older than all of us like and i remember when he turned um i think when we were in college he like turned 25 maybe and we were just like Damn, dude, so old. oh my god like you're about to like you know you might as well have a, a mortgage and you know fucking you know a kid on the way or something because we were just like he's so old he's not that old but to us you know i think and i remember i was telling somebody i think i was talking to some airman or something i was like oh yeah you know i remember it was like being your age and He's like, oh, you're not that old. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm 30. Well, at the time, I was like 33 or something. I was like, oh, you yeah, know, 33. He was like, man, you are old. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Hold up. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I remember. I mean, and I mean, we know it's just a number, especially if, you know, like, you got to take care of yourself at all ages so that, you know, you can, once you get older, you have, like, the muscle mass or whatever, mobility and stuff like that. But uh, Right. Yeah, Madison's brother was, um, let's see, he's probably five years younger than me, I guess, or something like that. But he was mentioning how he was turning like 27 or 28 or something. And he was like, oh, man, I'm so old. I feel like I'm about to die or something. And then I'm like, what does that make me? He's like, 
you're turning into dust or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you're like in uh, Indiana Jones when the, when he drank out of the wrong cup. <laughs> I'm just like decaying as we speak, but um, yeah, it is just a thing. But uh, yeah, trying to get that um, cholesterol down. Actually, I was going to mention, isn't it funny how, what, I feel like it was when we turned 28, 29. Is that when you started to feel like heartburn? You know, like you <laughs> realized like thumbs was a thing, you know, like that, that kind of uh, hit you. I didn't, like, I never had, like, so to this day, I think I've had heartburn. I'd say maybe, like, I can count, like, on a hand, like, maybe two hands at the time, but it's always from peanut butter and jelly. And I didn't, uh, yeah. I never yeah. felt it, like you said, until, I probably, like, I said, like you said, probably 28. I was like, what is this? Like, man, why does my heart hurt? My chest is not feeling right. God dang. <laughs> And that fucking acid reflex, man, that shit makes you feel like you're like about to throw up or something like that or something, you know. I actually haven't had it in a little bit, so I forget, but it's like kind of you just feel it in your esophagus a little bit, like the stomach acid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that shit can be serious. But yeah, that's uh, my heart problem update because it's funny you mentioned the uh, blood pressure because that's what I was uh, – I was kind of watching it slowly creep up. I think they consider like 130 to be um, elevated, you know? So Yeah, because I think because it's 120 over 80 is like the baseline. And then if you're within like 10 of that, they're like, okay, that's a little high. And then because I remember when I first got in the Air Force, I know we're talking boomer talk here now. But, um, <laughs> but uh, it was like I had trouble getting in the Air Force because I, my my um, – my blood pressure was over 140. It was like 141 or something like that. And I consisted like, so I had to like trying to get in. I had like, I went to MEPS or whatever and they're like, yeah, it's too high. You need to get a referral. So I had a, I had to go to like, you know, CVS and uh, like just go get my blood pressure taken. Like I'd get up, like I didn't eat anything, like walk over there as slow as I could like out of my car and just like sit down kind of slumped and just like melt in the chair, get my blood pressure taken, have the doctor write a thing. And then I remember I, I went to like five different because they like you need a referral from three doctors. This is this is another thing. They make it so difficult to get into the fucking Air Force. This is it's, oh, it's so I stupid. I, three referrals. Come on now from three different doctors to say like, Oh, my heart, my blood pressure is lower. So I remember I went, I went to like five doctors and like <laughs> two of them were like, Oh yeah, your blood pressure is over 140. I can sign. I, like, I didn't even tell them to sign the sheet. I was just like, Oh, okay. And I just skipped and went to another one. <laughs> yeah. But, it's so funny how many times like we thought, I don't know. At least I thought I was like, Al, you know what I mean? And like, like that's the perfect situation where it's like, you have high blood pressure and they're just like, oh, just go figure it out. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to be in. It's like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like to them, you know, they see a thousand people a day or something. So it's like a throwaway, but it's like yeah. your whole career or life, you know. But anyway. Yeah, they, and they were, they didn't know, like, because they're just like regular people. But nah. anyways, now I know you said you um, had some uh, stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so the... um shoot what did you reference that they changed oh the you, they were like relaxed the cell phone stuff i was gonna give a big props laudable act to um general brown man i feel like he, oh yeah i think like he's done the best job certainly of anybody i've been in with or like csaf that i've uh has you know been in charge over us but 
I don't know. I think Welsh. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't notice exactly what was going on. Goldfein, I think, was he was he seemed pretty good. I think he was really articulate and had good speeches and stuff. And I think he started like making, um, you know, trying to pass uh, power or authority down, you know, which mm-hmm. is good. But then I don't know if they all kind of set up Brown or if he did it all by himself. But you know, he published that accelerated change or lose, which is cool. By the way, I heard that was like accelerate change or die is how it originally started <laughs> oh, honestly yeah they're probably like, like pg <laughs> yeah they're probably like oh wait you know like all the people who aren't like on the tip not to say the tip of the spear but the people who aren't in like combat jobs are just like oh, i don't want to die you know like, yeah. like, like, like oh lose yeah i don't want to lose like oh like and in reality it's like in in it's got like an asterisk and it's and it's like very small print, your life. It's only change or lose your life. But in addition to that, like he changed the PT. Um, um, what's it called? Like the, the different yes. ones you could do, like choice. Yeah. yeah, choices basically for the like alternatives, you know, the test. Yeah, I guess. Um and then didn't he get he got rid of the waist measurement too? I think that was him. And then, uh, yeah, he changed the evaluation system as well. Basically, like all the stuff they've been, I feel like they've been talking about for the past like four or five, however many years, and has finally like just like you know you, at some point you got to pull the trigger and just dive in, you know. So, yeah. and I think everything has gone pretty well. I mean, I know the evaluation system has been uh, a little rocky, but. Um, I, I don't know. I think everything's been good, you know. I'm glad somebody took the leap, and I think everything's kind of better for it, so that's good. But obviously still a lot of ways to go. But um, I think as of today, which is 28 September 2023, he's uh, – I think he's leaving today? I don't know. Yeah, I got some email saying, like, he's like, hey, like, basically I'm out. Thanks for being good guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for not fucking up too much. Yeah, it's like, it's like I'm on the bigger and better things. I'm still your boss, though, so suck it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a big, big boss. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, kind of just take a step back, uh, wondering about just people if if it's if it's him just creating this stuff or him, you know, just uh, like taking what other people do. I think it's a little bit of both, and I, I, I like you said, I think it takes. Um, balls or character or whatever you want to say to implement some of these things of like like yeah if you bring it before me I'll sign it yeah that's cool um, but I think the other benefit he had is the other branches like when it came to the PT test they were also looking at changing their PT test so that kind of helped and then um, I know with the waist measurement, like that was good. I think like these are all things that are very simple. I feel like and everybody's known it because, you know, how many people are were categorized as obese because they were just tall and like if you're tall, you're heavy, you know. So I like like you said, I give them kudos for like being like, I mean, you kind of have to give them kudos because you can't say, well, it was somebody else. I'd be like, it happened when he was there. So whether it was good, bad or otherwise, like he was the man in the seat. So or the person in the seat. So, I mean, you kind of have to whether it doesn't matter if you're you're the coach and you got Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or whoever. If you win and you got him good, if you if you lose and you got him, well, I mean. 
it's still your fault because you're the one in charge at the time. So. Yeah, that tracks. And yeah, that must be awesome for him moving up. And I think he did three years, which I guess I could look it up. I thought they only did two. Um, that, that's what I thought too. Um, I think it's like, it was probably since COVID was the thing. Cause I mean, that was only, like, Oh yeah, maybe. Cause like even uh, General Milley, who was the chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, I feel like he was there for a long ass time. Like, yeah, he was there. I think before, um, before Trump, and then he made it all the way up through how many years with Joe Biden? I think he was. I don't know how long, but it's been a long time. So yeah, um, yeah. Or no, he. I, I he. Sorry. He went from chief of staff of the army to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So that's why it seemed like he was still there so long. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe it just like blended, kind of. Yeah. In. I think. Um, so. Man, I'm not seeing anything actually for how long they usually stay in. But yeah, I, I feel like yeah, maybe it was a kind of COVID thing. But that's cool. He's going there. I mean, oh God, it's like, are you tired yet, dude? Like, what, I know. who could do this? You know? I, know. I don't know. That seems a little. <laughs> Obviously, he's got, I mean, he's probably like, you know, three times smarter than us or something like that. So I, oh, I'm yeah. sure his bandwidth, he could just handle it all, of course, whatever else. But still, it's like, that's got to be wild. <clears throat> I, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, real quick uh, sidebar on him. It's funny, like this week, we just started doing academics and we've had two different instructors and both of them like mentioned how he was there, you know, flight leader, like their commander or something. It's just like, that's crazy. Back in the day. And these are all like old civilian guys too. So it's like, it's wild to hear. Yeah. That is always crazy to hear. I mean, obviously if you stay in long enough, I suppose, but also it's just like, you can't, I don't know. It's like, I guess it's obvious, but it's like in the moment you don't realize it, you know what I mean? And they probably couldn't have guessed some of the people, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know some of my commanders said like, hey, I didn't like I was going to get out or like I never wanted to be or like, you know, it wasn't like I was striving to be commander. It kind of just like kind of came together, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's always interesting how uh, things work out. Kind of like Steve Jobs said, uh you can only connect the dots looking backwards, so you got to trust the process <laughs> going forward, basically, you know. Yeah, I like that. Um, what was it? Again? Oh, yeah, the, dude, the F-35 situation, man. <laughs> what yeah. a wild situation, dude. That's that's insane. Dude, the, I uh, – yeah, I, go ahead. <laughs> just to recap it for everybody, I don't know all the details, I guess um, – was it off the East Coast? Somebody was flying uh, and they ejected and I think safely and um, recovered okay. And they're, you know, uh, I guess in as good health as they could be, but the F 35 kept flying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. Um, I don't know the exact, like, I'm sure they're going to release the safety voyage stuff eventually, or maybe they won't. But um, from my understanding, like, I don't know if he ejected or. Or like the jet ejected him. Oh, um, shit. I didn't think about some, that. Like something like something happened, but like apparently the initial reports were like he had put it on autopilot right before this happened, and then so it was on autopilot. I was like, okay, and he's out of the 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 seat, <laughs> uh, which is crazy. And it's just funny. Like I have I got buddies and stuff who 
they speculate on stuff online and like I see it like I, I like click on an Instagram post again social media and I see them comment like what they think happened I'm just like no one knows what happened there's no one's gonna say what happened so I don't know why people are bothering like trying to be smart about this shit because who knows um but like and it was funny like so what what was I, I keep on forgetting that airplanes aren't just common sense to other people like maria texted me like maybe <laughs> half a day later like this has been it's been a full 12 hours and she's like so she asked me like so is this airplane just out there flying around somewhere i'm like no it's not like it doesn't have 12 hours of fuel on it. Like it's crashed somewhere. They just don't know where it's at. And then she's like, like, why are they saying online all this stuff? I was like, because they're, they're jokes, you know? Uh, and, but it's, yeah, that was pretty wild. But, uh, there's something else that happened, uh, recently to, Oh, um, uh, do you have more on that one? Cause I was going to talk about another ejection that just made me think of something. I was just gonna say it'd be funny if the F thirty five like went and found a tanker. <laughs> it's like stealth. <laughs> it's like the movie stealth. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, it, man, I didn't think about it ejecting him or you know the pilot. Like that'll be crazy. Oh, jeez, that'll be you know that's like the. 2001 space odyssey thing you know yeah like, okay. it's like it's like go all right we're gonna go back to land it's like i can't allow you to do that dave <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna hook up with the tanker we're gonna do this bitch you know like, <laughs> yeah it's like we're just it's like now's our time to take yeah. <clears throat> yeah dead weight get the fuck out yeah <laughs> well did you see um do you, this is probably a month or so ago they had that uh, MiG-23 ejection at the air show up in Michigan. Oh, I, I briefly, or somebody mentioned it. I didn't really look into it, though. What was it all about? So I guess, so there's the the full story hasn't come out, which is, just, I'll, I'll try to keep it brief because you could talk about this for hours. So they were doing the air show and basically they just did, they're just going to do flybys because it's a, it's a civilian MiG-23. And uh, it's a two-seater as well because it's like a trainer model. And they're, you know, they do a pass and they're going back around. They're kind of low altitude. I guess they're probably like a thousand feet above the ground as one does in an air show. And all of a sudden, the you see two people eject and the airplane just continues on and then crashes. And uh, they come out with the initial safety report and they're like, the, the, the guy in the front seat was like, I was flying the airplane then all of a sudden, I was like out of the airplane, like what the fuck? And then they asked the backseaters, like, "Hey, did you pull the handles?" He was like, "I don't remember doing it, but it sounds like something I did. Maybe I probably <laughs> did." <laughs> so, and then they they asked, and then he, he the the front seater asked, like, "Like, do you know why he was just?" He's like, "Yeah, we had we're having some kind of malfunction," and the guy in the back asked me, he's like, "Hey." Like we need to eject. He's like, hold on, stop it. Like I'm working on this. Like stand by. And then the next thing you know, he was just out of the airplane. And so and so then, like a week later, the guy in the back seat, he he does an interview. And keep in mind, like I'm gonna tell you this, like 
they haven't come to a conclusion on the safety board, like what actually happened, but he's doing an interview for like, with like some civilian company or whatever, like on YouTube saying, this is all the things, all the things that happened. And a little bit more backstory, the guy in the front seat had, you know, uh, he, I think is a Navy fighter pilot and he had a ton of hours in this actual airplane. It was his airplane. And then the guy in the back, was just a safety observer like i think he was learning the mig 23 so he was just sitting back there and apparently he's like trying to tell him like we need to do this we need to do this 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 and then obviously he just he just ejected him uh-huh. and i was like oh my gosh so like listening to people comment on it i think it was a if, it, if this is my speculation i think it was a a crew resource man first of all it was a bad crm cruise resource management like they weren't communicating properly and second of all i think it was one of those things where the guy in the back was scared and he was just like uh instead of like waiting a second he just like he's like fucking i'm just i'm going you know which you can never be like you always want to eject earlier than later right but it, I, I, it, and the guy i think he was like Nothing against him, but he was like a C-17 pilot or something at one point. So he just hadn't been in ejection seat aircraft or, or fast movers really ever. So I was just kind of thinking, man. And there, there's something like you've been in this spot before. Just I'm sure like I know I have where you're kind of like waiting. Like you don't want to do something drastic because, you know, like the pilot's doing some pilot shit. So just like give them a second. Like they're the one in charge. Just like let them kind of run with this for a second until it gets to that point you're like all right this is like <laughs> completely gone like out of the control and then you punch but i just think it's tough if you're somebody who hasn't had to like hey i'm not the one in charge you are if that makes sense uh they're not used to not being a they're not they're not a crew dog in the in the sense that they a crew dog on an ejection seat aircraft if that makes sense yeah, maybe they're not a follower, basically, or they don't—they don't know how to follow ship. Yeah, yeah, or like they—they they can't handle like maybe being in an emergency where they're—they have no, or they shouldn't be the one who's inputting, you know, because it's the guy, like the guy, whoever is flying, he's making the decisions or she's making the decisions at that point because they're they have the most essays their hands are the controls they kind of have the the most essay of what the airplane's actually doing at that point um so i don't know it was, i thought it was kind of interesting i think i think the guy personally i think he might have ejected themselves a little bit early and it sounded like when the talk to the guy in front he was like yeah like the engine was rolling back but it was still working it made it sound like and the guy in the back was like i think he just saw the engine gauges rolling back and you know how time dilation where things happen really quickly or things are happening in a short time but it seems like it's happening over minutes so he's like oh the engine shutting down when it isn't actually maybe so i'll be curious to see when the full report comes out yeah that's why so the guy in the back you said was c-17 so he had like air because he was if he was going to take over for him in the future or something like that he had some kind of experience right so yeah yeah he like he had like airplane experience and i think like he said he he probably flew the t he flew the t6 maybe flew the t38 or t1 who knows toss up usually with those guys um 
And yeah, I, I just, I think he probably like saw something. He's like, and it's a, you know, it's a single engine airplane. So if you're not used to single engine airplanes, you're just like, Oh fuck. Like, the engine's yeah. like, you. like, you know, everybody always talks shit on single engine airplanes. Obviously I'm biased, but what can I say? I'm just dumb. One engine's much easier <laughs> to worry about than having multiple. Yeah, that's wild, man. That's I know that's tough, especially in the moment. I I can't imagine. Also, that he like can't remember. That kind of sucks too. Like that's kind of a little scary. But I guess yeah. Good to hear they're okay. You know. So. Yeah, that's the. I think that's the most important part. But it's kind of like hmm. I'm curious to see what <laughs> what actually happened. And I know you don't have too much more, or you know, the longest time here, but. Um, what do you want to talk about with uh, UPT and stuff and, I guess, going back into the ground? Uh, <laughs> dude, I, I thought, like, I'm, I, this is like a vampire, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's it's draining me. Like, I didn't think I, it would. It's just, I think you're getting kind of old. I'm like, getting old, so it's a little bit weird. Like, my brain's not as elastic. I, I will say, like, with age, definitely, it, it kind of helps because you can be a lot more humble. Like, I'm okay with not knowing all the answers. Like, I'm still trying to figure, like, know as much as I can. But um, I, if, I, if I'm if i not exactly perfect and, like, you know, let's say I, I hook a ride or something, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, that sucks. Oh, well, anyways, uh, I just keep on going. Like, I, I got no choice but to keep on going. Um, but I, I guess my big takeaways is, are – uh, pod training was difficult, man. It was it was hard, but um, I don't think I think I had the I had an easier time at pod training than I did in nav school. Uh, I think that that that's because I had zero aviation experience going into nav school <laughs> versus yeah, right. Like even though I wasn't, I mean, I I had a, a pilot's license when I went to pod. Uh, pilot school or pot training but um so i had like some time to practice like actually flying the airplane but like the knowledge that i had from uh nav school i think went straight into pot training the aeronautical just experience <clears throat> and having a ton of hours just being on airplanes makes a lot of difference so i think like my takeaway for that is i think uh i, I think it's less so like navs or or scissors in general are like oh man i wish i was a pilot like sure there's a lot of people who do that but i think there's a lot of pilots who are like oh i'm a pilot so you know anything else who anybody who's not just isn't an actual aviator or like they don't know what they're talking about and i'm like i beg to differ because the same people who did well in nav school i think did well or would have done just as fine in pilot training and the same people who did like i could easily see people who did poorly in nav school or sorry and poorly in <clears throat> pilot training do like being at the bottom of the class if they went to nav school so um yeah it's kind of it, i think an av like i've i don't i don't have any less respect for all aviators because i, th I think they're i think we're all on a lot closer level than a lot of people would think um yeah yeah that's a good point um did you so you didn't go to ift because you had your ppl for pilot correct yeah 
Okay. I, I always forget where they stand on that. And then you did UPT, IFF, and now mm-hmm. you're at the FTU? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, how is IFF? Uh, it was a kick in the balls. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird because, like, I – they just – again, like, they treat everybody like they're a second lieutenant kind of, so it's fine, whatever. It's always like, oh, you're a major. Like, what is your story? And you tell the same story over yeah, and over again. Um, but yeah, so then like, oh, that's an interesting story. But um, it was, dude, it was, it was interesting. Like, I this is the one thing I will say is um, where I'll give credit to like people who are pilots are that there's, I think there's, I definitely think there's more expected out of you as a pilot than they do uh, they they expect out of you as like any other crew member um i think because like you're the one ultimately in charge i guess um of the aircraft um so like it's definitely a big board program like it was it was one of those things where you're like when you, when you when you know in the grand scheme of things of like tactical aviation like this thing isn't very important um but then they're, they're harping on you. You're kind of like, ah, okay. But there's a lot of stuff that's new. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it, they, they definitely try to, like, instill IFF, the fighter pilot ethos on you, I guess. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. But um, ultimately, I don't think it's much different than, like, the same, like, what the same rules you have in a bomber squadron are the same general rules you have in a in the fighter squadron um they're a little bit more like there's some small things small differences but there's a lot of uh, a lot of crossover i think it's just like the tactical community and the whole but and then i'm trying to think what else is as far as that like they 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 definitely strive for perfection um and there's like it was fun i felt it was fun but where i went to iff was not as fun oh is it in multiple places yeah they got three so they have randolph uh columbus and then shepherd and i went in shepherd and oh i didn't realize okay. yeah like uh, shepherd's like the air force academy of pilot trainings <laughs> yeah like, they think they're cool but they're really not that cool <laughs> ever like no one is and they make things difficult for no reason meanwhile yeah. like i feel like it, it's it's shepherd is the air force academy randolph is ots and uh columbus is like rotsy where ots is clearly clearly the far superior program because it they actually like like it gets you in and out who cares and like you kind of have some fun uh and you stick with that like a normal life shepherd they're just like oh we're the academies we're the best we train fighter pilots from the cradle to grave blah 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 but like you just wasted a bunch of you wasted four years of your time just to end up in the exact same place everybody else did. And you <laughs> had a quote unquote harder program, which when you get out of it, you're the same as every other pilot that went through. So I was just like, okay, it's dumb. But it was, there was some stuff that, uh, I, there's, there's a lot of stuff I learned, man. It's the dog fighting shit. It, it's cool. It's definitely, it, it's, it's a whole different animal, man. <laughs> yeah, man it's 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 pretty wild uh it's 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 intuitive for a lot of things but man it it's difficult like there's some like physically and mentally trying to figure some stuff out but it's good 
Um, shoot. I should probably start writing these questions down again. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. The Yeah, it's always, I don't know how to say. It's like, I guess it's always, it always depends, of course, but like the culture of the, you know, cadre or whoever it is or whatever culture it is. It's like, how do you know when you're just holding on to old shit and trying to, you know, push that on the students or like the new people versus like, it's actually good. You know, I think you just yeah. got to always like reflect on it and stuff like that. Cause it's, I know other people have had <clears throat> similar issues with different uh, cultures or communities where it's just been like, you know, the, um, the people that were, you know, whatever, doing it for like 20 years come back as the cadre and they're just like, you know, um, I don't know, some random admin job in it or something. But they're still like forcing all these principles on people and like policies because that's the way they did it. And you got to do this if you're going to graduate from this place. And it's like, well, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, is this, yeah. is this actually producing anything or is this just like how you feel, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny how that works, because I think a lot of it is people like they just want to be the people they I don't know. I wouldn't say looked up to, but the people that they saw in front of them. And it can it can create um, it can create good or bad. You know, if you have somebody like if you have a, a really good leader ahead of you, then it makes you want to be like oh yeah, like I want to be like that. And I want to kind of take that leadership approach to how I'm, how I'm doing it, whether it's leadership as in just being an instructor, um, or leadership as being like actual leadership in the squadron. Uh, and then equally, like there's people who are like, I got treated like shit, you know? (laughs) And yeah, then they look at themselves like, well, I got treated like shit and I turned out all right. So I'm going to treat you like shit because this is part of the haze, you know? Yeah. And I'm kind of running into that now where we what's kind of funny is um, we have an upper class uh, in the in the B course or the FTU. And they're a bunch of lieutenants. Like, I think they have a couple of captains. Actually, I don't think any of them are captains. They're all lieutenants. And then we come in and there's a few captains with me and tenants. And like one of the lieutenants came up to me and was like, Hey, uh, so we're going to need you guys to be our DDs on, uh, for our, our graduation. Um, I was just like, and I, I kind of set me aback, which I'm like, to me, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, like we have no problem. But like the way he came up to me and was like, like, Hey, you're going to have to do this for me. I'm like, okay, Lieutenant. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not that that I'm like that, but I was just kind of like. Uh, why don't you just put that in email and send it to me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he was, uh, and I, it's just kind of funny. And like, there's been a couple of things like that. They're like, kind of like his, cause in, uh, it wasn't like this at nav school, but like in pod training, since you have your upper class, who's kind of going through, uh, actually it was like that in nav school. You had an upper class. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're kind of like, they can either be cool with you and like try to teach you, or they can be just like assholes just for no reason and be like, hey, clean this up, go do this, do this. And that's kind of how they're being. I'm like, bro, come on, we're all pilots here. Stop being a jerk. Just, yeah. just like, let's just, let's just hang out. And like, if you want us to do something, come ask us. We'll be more than happy to help. Um, I don't know why you're being like that. And 
Uh, I think that's probably what Shark was talking about more so, but I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty. <laughs> Uh, I try, I'm trying to try not to be too salty. I'll tell you that much. It's it's hard. To, like it really is because like they're all lieutenants, you know. And like I'm trying, like I've been through, I've been playing this game for ten years. Like yeah. I'm a savvy veteran in it. Like I already know all the things you're trying to do. I've I done did it uh, like three times over, and I got the t-shirt. So it's like. Uh, so I'm trying to I'm trying not to be like that where because you don't want the you don't want like the like to have like entitled like new guys because if I if they just do whatever I do they're gonna like have, they they're gonna have a sense of entitlement that they shouldn't have because they're new guys um, so I'm trying to stick around and not be too too bad but I got I got more to also side note I got time um, we're not not close to where it's pumpkin time yet but yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think we, I mean, we've probably talked about this before, just like you sh- and it's tougher with the younger guys or like, you know, like us when we were in our 20s or something like that, like we were still trying mm-hmm. to probably like find ourselves or like figure out like how we should go about things versus I like what you said where you're like, now you kind of know yourself and like, you know, you can like stay grounded or like know how to like approach things or something like that. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times that people are like, you know, assholes for lack of a better term, it's like, because they have an insecurity or a chip on their shoulder, you know, that they are like projecting kind of, mm-hmm. as opposed to if you're like, you know, content with yourself, you'd probably be like more nicer, uh, even keeled, I suppose, you know, kind of. Thing. Yeah. It, it, like you said, it comes with experience and sometimes they don't have it. And, well, I think, and I might have said this before, you can always tell even some of the younger instructors or like the, the instru- just instructors who are kind of insecure with themselves, you can tell like they're trying to look like cool, the cool guys to the younger people. Right. And like I, I could usually see through that. And like if I was, if I dealt with that person, I think it didn't, maybe it's just me my view on it, but it like it, their, their quote unquote charm wouldn't work on me. I'm just kind of like, they'd be like, Oh yeah, this is what you want to do when you're, you know, you're going to be downrange. You're thinking this. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Or like they figure out what you do and they're kind of like, Oh man, like my, like I, this isn't going to work on me. You know, I definitely today, uh, speaking, I know we're talking a lot about me, but, um, That's fine. uh, we started getting into like tactical stuff and like all this stuff is starting to come back to me now, which is a weird feeling. Cause I, and I, so I've, I've been, I think I've been texting you a couple of times this, uh, like last week, just asking you some things um, because I don't remember them anymore. But like, like for instance, today we were talking about like the arc 210 and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I remember that radio and like trying to like load fills and stuff. And it was funny. Like, you know, we used to like, if we're going to do half quick, you know, the pod said do all the, the half quick up front. And then if we're going to load crypto, like either I would load it or like the navs would load it downstairs if they're putting it in the radio, like whatever radio they're going to do. And they're like, Oh yeah, no one ever, you don't do that here. Like the maintenance guys do that. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Or like they were just talking about like the different waveforms and stuff. And I was just like, I remember this. I don't like remember everything about it, but it was kind of crazy. It's like, it's kind of like popping back out of my head and trying to figure this out. Yeah. That's cool that you're finally back into like where you're, 
I mean, I guess IFF was probably like that too, but you're talking yeah. about more stuff that's like applicable to what you actually be doing as opposed to like kind of, I don't know, getting through the... Uh, <laughs> Learning how to take off and land. Yeah, the and... like the training. <laughs> like yeah. miscellaneous stuff. But I mean, obviously it's really important for the principles and stuff. But um, how was the... Uh, it was it probably like kind of obviously burnt you out right i mean you're probably sh like upt and stuff you're probably we showing up at like 4 a.m uh, a lot of the times for like uh flight line stuff or something like that yeah and t38s we we did a lot and we weren't showing up at 4 a.m but we were like showing up at like 5 or 5 30 a lot for whatever reason my flight kept on getting stuck with the like the early morning flights so that kind of i don't know why that was but we were just on the pain train basically like double turn every single day and but we we got finished early so like i like for me i i finished i did my last check ride before we even had our drop night which was good for me at least because oh yeah that's awesome yeah i mean not that, like not that i didn't know what airplane i was gonna get already but uh, right. it was just nice you know i don't know I, I i think i'm definitely gonna be hitting up like some of the like some of you guys because there's a lot of stuff I've done forgot and like I'm looking I'm like this is like this sounds familiar you know I just can't remember you know like with whether it was link 16 or you know some kind of weapon programming stuff like that so yeah there's a lot of crossover it's kind of cool yeah well uh good job going on the journey I mean it takes a lot to uh yeah, I mean, you didn't obviously start from scratch, but like, you know, start a new pipeline, I suppose, you know, and uh, getting there because not everybody does, of course. Um, how was that, actually? How was the uh, attrition rate, I suppose? Mm, it wasn't too bad uh, for, let's see, for my class. Like in T-38s, we had 100% graduation rate. And then, but like they changed the program, uh, bear in mind. So like if you made it onto your, like they call it phase three, which is either T-38s, T-1s, or helicopters. Usually the graduation was high, but the attrition rate was a little bit higher on the T-6 side. So we had, I think, 21 people in our class originally. Um, we lost a couple for, like, medical reasons or whatever. But, let's see, 21, 1... To I think two people, three people, kind of, or no, two people failed out of T6s. One person was about to, and then another person, actually two people were about to, but they had medical, they had some medical um, issues. So I think we, so that's like, what, four out of, we'll call it 20, so that's 20%. Is that, um, did, did I do that math right? Four of twenty, yeah, yeah, that checks. So it was like an eighty percent pass rate. So it wasn't cosmic, but I don't know. I thought I thought they did a pretty good job of instructing us, and like they weren't just trying to kick you out, but like the people who went to like commanders' reviews more. There was a lot of people who didn't make it through commanders' reviews, which was kind of surprising. I think the, the other classes around me, there's more people who failed out. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that is. Well, okay. I mean, I, yeah, that's pretty good overall, and obviously, um, good job making it. I mean, it just speaks to your, uh, you know, skills and capabilities, of course. But that's awesome. 
Uh, better be lucky yeah. than good a lot of times. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a couple of times I was like, man, I think they're about to kick me out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. I think I'll, obviously a lot of people don't see, but maybe, um, <clears throat> especially when people start, it's like, or I don't know how to say, it, but like, you know, everybody sees, um, pods or whatever else come out and graduate and then but they don't realize like there's like a lot of moments of like um it could have been the end or even like academic failures or you know flight failures whatever else it might be you know but you still yeah. done graduated type of thing oh yeah um i think that's it for me i'm trying to think i'm like give me a second i might have something because i think there's something i'm gonna ask I'm, I'm it might have been from months ago but um okay here's one <laughs> here's a quick one and i know and i know you have input on this do you think you get more clean with a bidet or baby wipes now there's no question on this one <laughs> what do you, what do you what's, what's the answer i gotta say bidet all the way yeah i mean oh, i guess i wouldn't know like uh, <laughs> we have a bacteria content <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like scientifically, I suppose, database, but uh, I don't know, man. Like the bidet just eliminated completely the whole swamp ass like yeah. situation. Like, you know how you would like carry that for a couple of days or something like that if you're not using anything, I guess. But yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just a. It's literally it's like silly to say, but it's a life changer, which is like, but it's so funny. <laughs> Well, like, I'm on the fence, so, like, ideally, if I had the time, it would be, like, bidet, baby wipe, toilet paper, you know, but, like, then I'm just being excessive at that point, but I I think I'd agree, like, the, if you bidet, you're probably going to be cleaner, but I just think, I, I try to think about, like, if I'm washing my hands, right, if I'm just, wa- like, let's say I have something dirty on my hands, if I just use water, is that going to be any more clean versus if I use like a baby wipe and I can kind of like really scrub? I don't know. But I think the water is probably the better answer anyways, because if I just stick my hand in, like let's say I just stick my hand in a pile of poop and I just like baby wipe off, I'm not going to probably feel as clean as if I like at least ran my hand underwater and like they're both not perfectly clean, but I'm also not trying to eat out of my ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I think I'm with you. Maybe I think I I, I changed my answer. Bidet is probably cleaner. I think you got to drop the baby wipes. Or I mean, you don't have to, but I think they might, like you said, like they might be a little frivolous. Like man, you could probably drop the uh, take it out of the equation. You know. Hmm. Yeah. I I just I, have to install a bidet. Maria's got one at her house, but I just I I just always reach for the baby wipes because if if I have a a good clean one, I'm like, you know what, that's pretty clean. Let me get it, go a baby wipe. Oh yeah, we're we're silky smooth here. It was I tried them a little bit. It was good, but I don't think I realized what I was missing. Yeah, or like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's diminishing returns is not the right way to say it, but it's like I don't think it does too much more. <clears throat> then uh toilet paper but bidet definitely has the different like um for lack of a better term like aspect or angle <laughs> oh no yeah <point>. aspect <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Well, you can kind of move around, kind of like change the angle. Like you said, change the angle. Yeah. And how you're going to attack there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I actually had a couple of more things, but uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I got one last thing. Um, this is a quote. I think, I don't know what book I read this from. I think this was, I think this came from um, East of Eden. Walken is a huge fan of this book, and I am, after reading it, one of the best books I've ever read in my life. Um, but anyways, the quote is, um, names are, said, names are, because they're, they're talking about, like, what they should name this, this kid in the book. And uh, the quote is, like, that I will, thank you. Names are a great mystery. I've never uh, known whether the name is molded by the child or the child changed it, uh, changed the name but you can be sure of this whenever a human uh has a nickname it is proof that the name it was he was given was wrong what do you think about that i don't think so Hmm. i mean how are you gonna know what the kid's gonna end up being like you know right but I think. Well, that, uh, go ahead. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, like I think it's because I think the the question they're trying to figure out is, do you name someone, and I, or maybe this is this is more. Um, I have more insight because I read like this whole chapter and I know what they're trying to talk about. But do you name someone based on what you think, what either what you think they're capable of or what you want for them? Or do you name some? Do you name them with the hopes that they will make that name popular? So basically, like, will you name them in the hopes that they, they live up to that name, or do you name them uh, that it's just a name that they will make good? If that makes sense. Yeah, like uh, will they make that name popular because? they'd done a, something profound or will yeah. they grow into it? You know? mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I see what he's saying. And I mean, I also see like if you have, I guess what he's getting at too is like, if you have the right name, you don't need a nickname because people like, right. People give you a nickname because they think of you as that. And it's like kind of cooler as opposed to if you have a name that fits you already, then right. Uh, you don't need a nickname. Right. And that makes sense. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's like, I, and I wouldn't even say, cause I'm trying to think like, for instance, uh, well, I'll about, about to use your name, but I can't, <laughs> I was like, that doesn't work. But like, let's say I know, like, you know, is, is their name Thomas? And then you call him Tom. Is that kind of a nickname really? It's like, ah, I don't know. But like, that's if, you know, somebody's name, let's say, somebody's name is john their middle name is michael if they go by mike instead of john then like i I think like that that's a that's kind of a sign like hey john's not really working for them or somebody just but like you could say the same for thing for call signs like but i i guess call signs would be an evidence of why uh of why the nickname i guess 
is more important or the, the the nickname is there because their actual name wasn't right for them so you know if you had like skid's name for instance uh you could just call him his first name or you could call him skid because he lived up to the story of his name so <laughs> you know um so maybe that's like the the call signs of evidence of hey you know that name at least in that setting wasn't right for them so I don't know. Yeah, and I also think like nicknames are just fun, you know. So yeah, but I I do see the um, um, thought provoking point there, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think like a shortened name counts as a nickname, but yeah, I I I think I'd have to agree with that because yeah, like it's, sometimes it's just easier to just say Mike instead of Michael. Right. So, but besides that, no, that's all I got, really, man. Uh, I think I actually did have a quick one. So go for it. I mean, maybe this is not quick. Do you think the somebody? <laughs> I was listening to a podcast with um, I think it had Matt Gates. I think it was um, is Tim Pool? Is that the guy that does uh, that big podcast? Um, maybe. But I actually talked about isn't he, isn't he kind of crazy? Uh yeah, I think so. He's the um Florida. Actually, he covers uh Pensacola, which oh. is where um. Yeah, we there's some training there that we went to, but uh, um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so uh, Matt Gates was on, and he kind of, you know, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but he like kind of um, what, what's it called when you like show behind the curtain or something like that, uh, of like mm-hmm. the political landscape of you know the bluff is like basically everybody's controlled by lobbyists or a lot of people are, you know, so like it's hard to get any work done because, um. Basically, people are just like, oh, I'm just following the lobbyists, whatever they want, so that mm-hmm. I can get paid or something. But that's not what I was trying to get at. But they they did bring up, like, I think somebody asked, like, <laughs> does <coughs> does nuclear weapons uh, fall under the right to bear arms? <laughs> oh my gosh! And I was just like, I mean, I've never thought about that before, but it it's interesting to think of where you would draw the line because yes, I know Biden talked about like. Um, I mean, he kind of said it um, in an awkward way, I think, but it was like, uh, you know, if like people wanted to take over the country, they'd also need like F-15s and like whatever else, you know? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. so it's like, where is the lobby? Because I think it's, you can't actually own, like you couldn't buy a B-52 or something like that, you know? Right. I did. I made this argument before where like, <clears throat> this is, like, I get it. Like, I know Speed's a huge uh, Second Amendment guy, so is Detroit. Um, but I still think that there's, and I, I believe in the Second Amendment, but I think there's limits to what you can, because like, there's, like, where's the limit? Is, uh, is it buying an AR-15? No, probably not. Like, how about having an automatic AR-15? Well, maybe, maybe not. Whatever. How about having a M60? You know, like, oh, it's already kind of sticky. And well, how about having like a 50 cal? like uh fully auto like m2 it's like well, how about having a tank you know and they're like well because the, the whole second in the argument is well you should you know you should have weapons that you can fight your government with or you know back in the day you know the musket and the cannon was what was available so that's what they overthrew the british government with they're like yeah but like i definitely think it's irresponsible to just be able to buy a tank or like you said, a B-52, because where does it end? If you're just like, this is my right to buy this. Like if you have enough money, cause you can have enough money and pay side, like 
Elon Musk was smart enough and had enough money to hire people to make a fucking rocket, dude. He's gonna send people to Mars. You think he? <laughs> you think he can't hire people to make a fucking atomic bomb? Of course he can. So like, at what point are we saying like, yeah, you should like you, anything, anything, anything to to protect yourself is okay. So, nah. Yeah, it's a that's a tough one. And like like you said, I think Joe Biden he, he kind of had a funny reel in that one where he's like, if you're gonna try to overthrow the government, you need like some F-15s. It's like, yeah, you probably will, because <laughs> if you if if somebody actually try like is like successful, you're like all right, dude, we're not gonna let this stand for like you don't have tanks, you don't have like what the entire U.S. military can bring to bear on small groups. If yeah not happen yeah i mean I, we don't have to answer it now but what i think the 50 cow is probably close to the line i would say um, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> and i mean i always think about like uh did you ever watch those fps russia youtube videos <laughs> yes <laughs> and it's like man that shit is so awesome and entertaining especially like you know, I would always think if people have that, they have, like, huge plots of land or something so that they actually have, like, the space to, like, you know, blow up, like, uh, you know, 100 tons of TNT or something like that, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's like there's almost got to be, like, um, I don't know how to say, like a shooting range for those types of things, you know, <laughs> yeah. where, like, anybody can do anything, you know. But uh, it's like you don't have to have it at your house, you know. Right. I don't know. Like, yeah, because, like, you – well, think about it. There's car companies that you can buy a actual race car from them, but the company doesn't trust you enough to allow you to keep the car. Like Ferrari has like like whole race series where like you you pay you know you know five million dollars for this car, and they don't even like it's your car, but Ferrari keeps it, and you they like you call them up like, hey, I want to go to this racetrack, and they drive it over there for you. But they maintain it because they know that they can't trust you to do this except for anywhere on except for anywhere on a closed course. So yeah. why why would it not be anything different? Like if you want to buy a tank, like sure, go buy a tank. And or if you want to buy like a bazooka or an RPG or something, like maybe, but like you shouldn't be able to just keep this fucking <laughs> bazooka at your house, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. So, it, it starts like I think we can you can get very into the like I don't know, conspiracy theory stuff, but like what happens when we saw with, um, and maybe we're get, I might be getting too far into the weeds, but like there's been times where the cops bust down somebody's door and they're like, oh shit, somebody's coming to rob me. And they start shooting at the cops and those cops shoot at them and the cops are the one who's right, you know? So it's like, where do you, where do you draw the line? Because all of a sudden, like, it's crazy if somebody's like, Oh shit! Somebody's busting down my door, and I decided to fucking throw a grenade out in the hall, and I'm getting out of here. <laughs> so I was like, "What? Like, what's happening here?" So, uh, like, I don't know. I, we could talk more offline. I have more thoughts on it, but I don't want to get too far down the to alienate and alienate people or something, you know? Yeah, and actually, what might be good um, line would be like the categories, right? Like explosives. Once you yeah. get into those or like, you know, like propelling explosives, you know, yeah. like, like uh, armor penetrator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like then it's, you know, kind of gets a little silly, of course, but yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, uh, 
I think it's all for us today. Good session. So we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, take it easy. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.